welcome to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines, changing the conversation around divorce. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room. Penguin in the Room is an award-winning arts, marketing and social media management company. If you want to jazz up your socials and have someone Instagram and tweet for you, then here's your answer. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com. As always, hit subscribe to make sure you're updated about new episodes. And we love to hear from you on social media at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. You can also email us all the infos on our website, thedivorcesocial.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I am joined by Suki Webster, writer, performer, and improviser. Welcome to the Divorce Club. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Um, how does that feel when I say to you, Welcome to the Divorce Club? You are divorced. Well, um, slightly fraudulent because I've never actually been divorced. So um, thank you for letting me be an honorary member of the Divorce Club. Uh, and I'm sorry that I don't have the fully fledged certificate. Um, I mean, no need to apologise. You're very welcome in the Divorce Club. So uh, do you have one serious kind of breakup that is is particularly memorable that we can talk about? And how did that come about? Uh, before I go into the breakup, can I just put the relationship in uh, context? So we were very young when we got together um, and we lived together for seven years. It, it was a, a good, healthy, nice relationship. And it was a while ago. It was in the 80s when uh, the, the second wave of feminism was at its height and we were both starting out on our careers. So we had a very independent but I, I thought good, healthy, nice relationship. Um, but we did have slightly separate lives. And we decided early on that we absolutely wanted to allow each other to follow our own path. So we had a rule that if you were going to be home after midnight, this was pre-mobile phones, you just had to ring and say, I'm going to be home late. So the other one didn't worry. But apart from that, you could you know, stay on after a gig and have drinks with people and not worry about it. Um, and as my career started to take off a bit more, I was getting far more advantage from uh, this uh, sort of uh, independence. So I was out far more and doing lots. And so I think gradually we just started to drift apart. Um, and, it, it, you know, uh, it, even though the end came as a surprise, I think when I reflected back, I realised that we had led quite separate lives for a while. But it, it had been a, a, a sweet, really lovely relationship, which makes what happens next uh, really surprising. So 
I come, I'd been doing an independent film in Africa and I came back after six weeks and something had changed. There was just a coldness and a, a, even more distance. And my ex walked into the front room and he said, I don't think we can do this anymore. And it, it surprised me at the time. Um, and then I thought, actually, I think we have finished this path. I think he's right. We've been coexisting and we've both been supportive of the other one. It's been nice, but actually, yeah, that probably is right. And he left the room and I sat there for a bit waiting for him to come back in and he just left. So he had just gone um, and no explanation, no conversation. I was then it sort of hit me more and I was really freaked. And then this brilliantly freaky thing happened. The phone rang and I picked it up and there's a friend I haven't spoken to for about three years. He goes, something, something is wrong. What's just happened? And I go, oh, I've, j I've just been dumped. So, so the whole thing was, was, you know, odd. Oh my goodness. There's a lot to unpack there. So you'd come back from Africa doing a film, normally on a high, you know, when you come back from filming something and you've been away. And I don't know about you, but when I go away and kind of film something and come home, I normally get the blues when I come back home because it's like you go back to normal life. But you triply, quadruply got the blues because your partner said we can't do this anymore and then left i want to i want to i want to delve into that moment a bit more because you say you were waiting for him to come back in but he just disappeared like had he got a bag packed and di did he disappear in a car or did he just sort of walk off or do you not know i i don't know i assumed he'd nipped the loo so he said this i sort of said yeah i think you're right he walked out the room I thought, oh, it just nipped to the loo or something. And then I was sat there for about five minutes. And when I walked into the rest of the flat, he had gone. I, I, don't, I guess he must have already packed a bag because he didn't come back for three days. But he just left. He, he just, you know, so there was, there was no one packing this situation or being adult about it. I was just left there in this flat on my own. And I had moved in with him. So it was his flat. He had left his own flat. Wow. So how did that feel in that moment and physically as well? You know, because I, I talk a lot in the podcast about sitting on my kitchen floor and crying. And I always seem to sit on the floor when something emotional happens to me. Like, what was it like in that, in that moment of you realized he's gone and this was the end of your relationship and you just got home from Africa? I, I remember feeling physically sick that the shock of it suddenly hit me. And to be honest, a, a lot of what hit me was, oh, my God, I've got to find a place to live and I'm still not establishing my career, so I'm not earning very much. So uh, lots of panic then set in until this friend phones out of the blue. So the whole thing was, was pretty surreal. And so your friend called, obviously had some sort of psychic moment and knew that you were in trouble. And what happened then? Did you, carry, did you tell the, the friend and did you have a full conversation? We had a brief conversation. I don't remember it being a very uh, full conversation, but I have to say my, my memory is normally good, but the shock of this means that it's, my memory is patchy. I, I remember feeling sick. I remember going into a state of some kind of shock. I, I remember thinking, bloody hell, where can I look for a new flat? But I, I, I don't have, because I've heard uh, you speak about sitting on the kitchen floor and other women, t you know, talking about uh, their tear-drenched moments. I, 
there are patches of this I I don't remember, I'm afraid. I just remember the sense of shock that I felt. And so you said he came back after, was it three days or three weeks? Three days. Three days later, he reappears and pretends I'm not there. So how did that happen? Did he did he open the door with his keys and just sort of swam back in like nothing had happened? Uh, stormed back in, sat down and refused to have any communication with me whatsoever. Literally pretended I wasn't there. And and how was that in that moment? You're like relaxing at home watching telly and your ex storms in. Well, I I yeah, I remember hearing the door and immediately feeling tense and thinking, okay, hopefully we can talk talk about this now and I still need to sort out where I'm going to go and live and but I had this was a man who had been perfectly sweet for seven years so the fact he suddenly came in and behaved like a totally different person was probably the most discombobulating moment in my life I I really didn't know you know what what to do it was it was so hard to try and pretend to be normal um and it was it was horrible. It, it was just devastatingly horrible. And do you, do you think that that affected your thoughts of the previous relationship? Did the fact that he was acting in this completely different way did it make you rethink the past of your relationship? It it did, but mostly I was just dealing with the the shock and the weirdness of the situation. I don't think I was able to look back much. I was mostly just going, what is happening? Um, and, and I know you said yours was amicable, so I'm intrigued now. What happened? So we have a bit of a similar thing in that I'd been I'd been away in LA. So we'd had a conversation, me and my ex, that obviously things weren't going brilliantly and we both needed to think about, you know, what we wanted. And he started that conversation. And this had been a couple of weeks before. And then I was just about to start doing Magic Mike Live in the West End. So I went to Vegas to watch the show there, and then to LA to work with Channing Tatum on the script. So I'd been away doing, you know, career-y things. How difficult for you. (laughs) How you, how, what a tough job. What a tough job. That's what everyone says. But you, you know what it's like, like when you, you think oh wow and then you're actually doing the job and it's like it's just a job isn't it it's a lovely job and I'm I'm very glad I get to do it but you know the the day-to-day it wasn't all glamour it was like me and joggers trying to do a dance um but yeah so I'd been in LA and and obviously the whole time it had been on my mind but I'd been busy with work so I'd I'd I still thought when I was away that we were going to work through things or that I was going to say, let's work through things. Um, And then I got home and it was weird. Almost immediately when I walked in the house, like you said, I felt that change. I felt there was something different. Um, And it was in that moment that actually I decided and I was like, no, this is it. And so I said to him, I think, you know, we should break up. And he he agreed and he'd had some thinking time. And then we sat on the sofa and just sort of, it was quite a lovely breakup moment. Obviously the whole breakup hasn't been lovely, but that moment was actually really nice because we were both in the same place and we both told each other that, you know, the other one was a brilliant person and that we'd missed them and that we still loved them, but we weren't in love with them. And we were both crying and like hugging. So that moment was actually lovely. And then I said, right, well, what are we going to do? And he said he'd go and he'd go and stay with his mum. So then he packed a bag and left. So that moment was actually lovely. But then obviously after he'd left, it was the, 
oh my God, this is actually happening. Like, and we owned the house together and all of that. So um, it's, yeah, it was, it was a lovely moment of breakup, but then afterwards, obviously is all the difficulty of life and everything else and actually getting divorced. But, um, but I think it's interesting that we both were away and then came back and then had this kind of tumultuous thing on arrival. And why do you think that is? Do you think that has any relation or is it just a coincidence? I imagine that time apart gives each partner a chance to think about where they are and take stock and to you know finally say what's probably been on their mind for a while. Although, like I say, it, it hadn't been on my mind because I was the one benefiting from this slightly separate life. I had a you know a cheaper place to live, and I was just off doing my own thing. And I don't want to you know demonize my ex too much. In the in the few weeks of our breakup, he was an utter shit. But before that, he really wasn't. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think it gives people that breather and that space to to really take stock. And also, a lot of people say, and, and people on the podcast have mentioned this, that when you do something, sometimes you need to do something uh, that pushes you a little bit or that makes you feel brave or is a bit of a challenge to then do something like break up a, a relationship. And I think, I know for you it's different because it was a shock, but I think for me going away and like doing something that I was scared of doing, you know, like working with Channing and writing, rewriting this script and learning a dance and all of this sort of stuff sort of proved to me that I could do that. So I felt more like I could cope with actually drawing a line on my relationship and moving on. Yes, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And in the in the post breakup period, did you how did you react to that breakup and how well because obviously he came back and he was in the house with you, but for you personally, did you because I always say I went on a sexual explosion, which I did and I just had a lovely time and having lots of orgasms. I also did stuff like got my nose pierced, which I'd always wanted to do and stuff like that. Did you how did you cope with that time? Well, it, uh, it it gets slightly worse, I'm afraid. So oh. uh, first of all, he pretends I'm not there. Well, I, I then, um, of course, pushed to have a conversation at uh, which point he became quite aggressive and uh, for a few days continued to be aggressive. And like I said, for seven years, there'd been absolutely no hint of aggression. He, he had honestly been a really sweet boyfriend. But I read in an article that this is a fairly common occurrence, that sometimes at, break, at uh, breakups, people suddenly become aggressive in a way they never have been before. And it was scary. It it really, really messed with my head. And unlike you, I didn't go on a sexual explosion. It messed up. What I felt was, how do I trust anybody? I've known this person for seven years. They've seemed like one thing. They've become another thing. So my nunny shut up like a clam. I, I was like a nun girl. I, it, it, I practically healed over down below. I was a born-again virgin. I, so we came together at a point but then we went on separate paths and and you said um that it it shut up your nunny which is an amazing phrase I'm sorry to laugh because it's not an amazing scenario but it's a wonderful phrase um so how did because you say it really affected you and how did 
you kind of then recover when when that relationship was over and you were then kind of out in the world single lady how did you recover and and start to trust people again after that Uh, one I went to therapy which I think is you know really helpful and two I just think time is a healer you know time and more experience eventually as long as you want to get over something and you work towards getting over something you really do um it and it it took it did take me time you know it absolutely threw me for a loop um so I was happy to get on with me and happy to be single and uh, although I didn't have your glorious sexual explosion I had great fun just you know going out and working and uh yeah and it eventually there was you know I can remember a period where I would think about it several times every day and then there was a time when a, a few hours went past when it hadn't entered my head and then a day when a whole day had passed where it didn't enter my head and then weeks and you know and now it's a, a distant memory that other than the fact that um, I've chosen to come on here and t- talk to you about it 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 just it's just not there anymore it, you know that that big cloud it's past it's gone I'm in a totally different place now that's really nice to hear your nunny's not shut anymore well, I don't want to speak no. for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, nunny is back in town. <laughs> That's how middle class I am, Samantha. I call it a nunny. I love That's it. That's what happens when you're born in Kent. <laughs> Nunnies all around Kent will be able to relate to that. Exactly. So how did, how did it end in the end? Because obviously the relationship had ended. Then he came back into the house. You were together. It wasn't a good situation. Did you have to extract yourself from that? Yeah, I left with two plastic bags of clothes and books and moved out in a hurry uh, because I was too scared to collect all my stuff and make it obvious that I was going. So I kind of moonlit out there and a, a lovely friend, another comic, I called him because I knew he was teaching in Canada over the summer and I said uh, oh I know you rent your house over the summer what what rent do you charge and uh, he told me and I gulped and went okay fine and put the phone down Uh, and I told him it was for a friend of mine who needs someone then I rang him back a couple days later and went it's me and I can't pay that can I owe you the money and he let me stay there for free oh wow which was just so lovely um so he really uh, bailed me out yeah I think that's so nice and so many people have stories of how friends were really there for them at that time what did you find useful that any friends did for you I'm just thinking if any friends are listening um and they're you know a friend of theirs is going through something like this what can they do that will help I think you just have to listen and keep showing If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah. I think you have to be careful not to put too much of your perspective on it. Um, Because, you know, when we hear our friends in pain, we immediately want to go to that bastard. And, you know, even if they have been a bit of a bastard, I think you have to be careful to, to... keep out of it a little bit at the it, it, you know sometimes it's appropriate to be their cheerleader and some and join in but mostly people just want to be heard and want to talk about their feelings and remind them of everything about them that is lovable that is wonderful and just scoop them up and feed them ice cream i like that listen give them free accommodation and feed them yes. ice cream <laughs> top tips so, but what was it like being in completely new surroundings with your two plastic bags what was your first step to kind of make it your own? Oh, do you know, I can't, I can't really remember. I, I, I stayed there for a, 
for about six weeks when he was away teaching. And then I ended up renting around the corner. And I remember becoming far more focused than I had been before. You know, I really threw myself into work and, and got going. Um, so in that sense, it was a, a great thing for me. And, you know, because my ex had been so aggressive, I had avoided going into the part of London where I knew I was likely to run into him. So having moved out, I then didn't see him at all or speak to him at all for about two years. But when I got my first uh, big job, I was uh, doing a, a, an improvisation show in the West End. I eventually put on my best clothes and put on my face and went to where I knew he still worked and walked about until I ran into him just so that I could make eye contact and say hello and prove to myself that I no longer needed to be scared. And that was a big turning point for me. Um, and also great to be going, ha, 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 I'm doing well. <laughs> Childish, I know, but God, it helped. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that because it's always the thing that you bump into an ex when you're looking your worst <laughs> and you've got no makeup on. So I like instigating it when you're looking your best. Hell yes. I think this is a top tip. Yes. Yeah, make it happen. <laughs> I'm definitely going to try this. <laughs> Good. Yeah, like, oh, I just just happened to pop into your work when I've had a makeup artist do my face and I'm wearing <laughs> a new snazzy dress. Exactly. And I've got this job going on, so I'm rather successful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, so you said that you, you sort of learned to trust people again over time. And were you scared of dating and how did you did you do dating did you go on internet sites or go to bars looking for a hot summer the summer not for a while no because like I say what what it had destroyed in me was my own the trust that I had that I could pick somebody decent if I got it so wrong with this and I had seen no hint of this you know you might you might be a, a, a social worker with a Nobel Peace Prize who does volunteer work for starving children in Africa and adopts kittens and, and rescue ponies. But is it really who you are? You know, I was, it really just messed with me. So no, I barely went on any dates. So I, I just ran and uh, worked on my career and bought a flat until I was able to dress up and go, ha ha, I'm doing okay. I think that's so relatable that you um, were unsure whether you were good at picking anymore. Because I think I definitely felt that when I was dating again. And also I was like, well, is my ex actually my type or do I have a different type? And who do I fancy? And I was sort of questioning everything to do with relationships when I came out of mine. Um, so now you are, now you are happily married is that right yes I am yes so do you think that you know heading into that new relationship do you think the long-term difficult one put you off the idea of marriage or had you always wanted to get married oh dear god no no my parents were divorced and that had put me off marriage so I can remember on my uh, first date or second date with my now husband saying yeah I don't get marriage when I mean, what's a piece of paper it just doesn't matter I mean I honestly never thought I would get married and then when I fell in love with him I was so excited about the idea and, and my wedding day was the best day of my life I'm now a huge marriage convert um if it's what people want to do, 
You know, I absolutely love weddings. Love, love, love weddings. That's so nice. I loved my Isn't wedding. I'm like, you, I can't wait to have another yeah. one. It's the best and day so ever. And so you feel now, you know, you're, I don't know where you are in your divorce and how long ago you, you and your partner, your husband, I mean, because you, you actually are in the divorce club. You've got the certificate and the badge. So excuse me. How long ago did you uh, split and are you now divorced or in the process of? So we split two and a bit years ago and we are almost divorced got the um got the paperwork for the step before the final step so um yeah very close to being divorced but yeah i i've always loved the idea of marriage and weddings and so i don't think it's put me off getting married again it's 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 made me a bit more cynical about finances when you're in a relationship, I would say, because of the splitting of the finances in the house and everything. So I definitely think more carefully about that if I were to get married again. But no, I, I love the idea of, you know, being in love and celebrating that with all your friends. And, you know, I, I think interestingly on the podcast, uh, we spoke to Callie Beaton, who's never been interested in getting married, but she is interested in getting a diamond ring and having a we mean it party, which is like a wedding, but you don't sign the piece of paper. And I, actually, I do quite like that idea as well. Yes. No, I get that because it is part of the joy of it is the the big party and the, the jewellery. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can get that. And so now you're happily married. Looking back at that difficult relationship, how does it feel having, because how many years ago was that approximately? Oh, it was a, a long time ago, 20 years ago, probably, M- maybe more, maybe more. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, it, it's, it's distant, Um but it, the reason why I, one, I want to share it because I thought it's an important story to tell. And I think there's a real power in women sharing their stories with other women. And um, two, it was my most horrendous split up. You know, it was it really was awful, which is why I, I felt I sort of had the honorary pass to join you in the divorce club. Well, yeah, as I said, you are definitely a fully fledged member and very welcome to all of our club meetings. Yes, let's have club meetings, club meetings, club meetings with cocktails and ice cream. Come on when this is through. Yeah, when we can touch each other again and hold hands and go, it was yes. awful, but we made it. Um, do you think looking back now that that was so long ago and now you're happily married do you ever get those moments that edge into your current life and current relationship based on what happened before do you ever still worry get niggling worries or do you think you've fully moved on from that now I don't think I still get niggling worries no but I do think everything that happens to you and has that huge impact so like I said my parents divorced and that had a massive impact this breakup had a massive impact and you you'll always carry that impact with you and it will partly affect your journey and who you become but having come through it I I think there is some truth in what doesn't break you makes you stronger you know when I I regained my sense of self it had shaken me enough that I, I had to work hard to regain it you know it was like going to the gym every day and having to to build up muscles emotional muscles and that that gives you something it can't help but give you something so no I don't think it it niggles me but of course it's part of my past you know it, it's like stretch marks or something they're part of you they're part of your your the map of your journey 
I like that. <laughs> I, I'll, I'm going to pick a stretch mark and, and yes. name it after and my ex. Do you have an, a nickname for your ex? Or yes. <laughs> well, during the Sarah Millican episode, she suggested that you rename your ex in your phone so that if they ever message you, it's not like a lovey-dovey name that you had together. It's just a random thing that makes you laugh. So I renamed mine Far Orange. <laughs> just because I think that's silly. So I'll name one of my stretch marks yes. for orange and that'll make me laugh. Um, so thanks for that. So I listened to your uh, to the one with Sarah Millican and, and you also had a chat about your wedding dress and your ring. And I'm intrigued whether or not you actually followed her advice because her advice was very strongly give those things away to somebody else that will enjoy them. Um, sell them, give them away. H- have you done that or have you still got your wedding dress in your cupboard and your ring somewhere in your house? I have absolutely not done that. I have ignored Sarah Millican's advice. I'm sorry, Sarah. Um, Well, actually, I have sold my wedding band. So I did take that to a jeweler and sold it because for me, that has sort of less meaning than the engagement ring. And I did take the engagement ring to get sort of priced. But for me, the price wasn't good enough to part with it for that. But I am, I mean, someone contacted me uh, about doing a ring swap where everyone turns up with their old engagement rings and then we all sort of pick and choose and and swap them like a ring exchange. I do quite like that idea. Um, But no, I still have the engagement ring and the wedding dress. I still can't part with the wedding dress yet. I feel like maybe when I get my divorce certificate, I will take it to a shop or send it off. But yeah, yeah, no, not yet. Because I have to say, I I agreed with her with the wedding dress because it's taking up room. But see, I had a different reaction to to the ring. So you haven't asked me for an opinion, but I'm opinionated. So I'm giving you mine anyway, which was... I still have um, a, a small diamond eternity ring. Even though the ending was horrendous, I never gave it away because I wanted to remember the good bit. And I think it's important to be able to remember the good bit again because when you go through something that's so traumatic and so difficult, you do start questioning, was it ever good? Was there ever love there? Did it ever mean anything? And I think, for me anyway, a part of the healing was to be able to get back to, yeah, there were bits that were really good and really fun and really lovely. Um, so I, I held on to mine. I don't know where it is. I don't look at it often or, it, you know, it wasn't sort of a possessive ownership thing. But I just wanted a reminder of, of the good times. Yeah, that's nice. I like that kind of view on things. Did you ever wear it though? Or have you always just taken it off and kept it in a box? Um, yeah, no, it was largely kept in a box. So it wasn't like an engagement ring I wore all the time. Um, but, you know, because I remember you saying on that show that you were thinking of maybe having it turned into a necklace or something, which I think if it's going to give you joy, why not? I, th- I think it's a shame to, to give everything away. If you Obviously, if you want to, if that's what's going to make you feel good and, and lead you to stepping forward, brilliant, do it. But if you don't want to, you know, you might need more space in your wardrobe. A girl needs shoes and she needs other things. So the wedding dress at some point may have to go. Uh, and, or, or you need to get a bigger house. That could be a second solution, Samantha. It's just a bigger closet. Uh, but I think <laughs> holding on to something as a memento is, a, is quite a nice thing to do. Yeah, I think, I think there seems to be two sorts of people because my mum is very of the just get rid of it, sort of more cutthroat, like 
you know and when and when people pass away she sort of she might keep the odd thing but she'll just sort of be like charity shop let's get rid of it whereas I'm like I like to keep things and and inanimate objects hold memories for me so like when my dad passed away I've got like some of his watches that I wear sometimes to remind me of him and like stuff and like my gran I've got some of her brooches so I I think I'm one of the people who put a lot of memory into things and that's why for me it's harder to get rid of them no and I think that's it you know if you can get to a point where your ring whether it's now a necklace or still is a ring that you wear on foot or your other hand or something if it can bring you joy again brilliant yeah I think the problem with my engagement ring was though it used to rip all of my tights uh, because it stuck out so it used to rip all of my tights and get stuck on my scarves and I had bits of wool sticking out of it the whole time so actually it's better in a yes. box than it is on my yes. finger or my toe so that you're not uh, reliving 80s rip tight fashion yeah no that was I would have fit right in there um so thank you for sharing your story and if anyone's listening and they can relate to kind of what you went through and some of the things you've said what what would you say to them? And is there any advice that you'd give them if they're right in the middle of that difficult time? I, I suppose the reason I wanted to share it was to say it passes. And as I said to you earlier, it, you know, I think you have to be willing to move forward. And I think it makes you put some work in it. Uh, you, you know, when something like that is hits you that hard and is that disruptive, it, it is like going to the gym. You've, you've really got to work your emotional muscles back up again. But if you're prepared to do that, you'll come through and you'll be more empowered. Um, you know, I'm not trying to say marriage is the be all and end all, but I am now extremely happily married. Um, and it, it, for me, that's, that's great. I've now got a good one. I wouldn't swap him for a budgie, Samantha, not even a budgie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just to finish, did you, did, you, did you have a moment after that relationship had ended, you know, maybe immediately or even years later, where you suddenly thought, I'm going to be okay, and that's behind me? No, like I said, I think when I went and confronted him, that was a, a big turning point for me. And it, it wasn't the end of it, but it certainly was a huge step forward. Um, and I think that, like I say, there just came a time when I didn't think about it anymore. And the more that went on, the more I realised yeah, this just isn't even part of my landscape anymore. I knew then I was over it. It was just, it was part of my history and that's all. Well, that's lovely. That's a lovely place to finish. Thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you online and follow you on social media? You can try, but I, I have been avoiding social media because I've got nothing going on other than I suppose I could recommend what I've been watching on Netflix uh, but I, and like I said I've been writing but I never talk about writing work until it's completed because I, I don't like uh, discussing new projects so I'm on Facebook I'm on Instagram but seriously I haven't posted much so um, by all means go on and say hello and when all this is over please look me up but uh, now there's there's not a lot to see I'm afraid thank you very very much that was great thank you for inviting me in oh hi thank you for listening to the divorce social with me samantha baines please leave us a review please please um it would be super nice they're lovely to read they keep me cheery and happy and keep me going uh but also it affects our listing in the podcast charts uh which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast and i'd love to help 
more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times. And they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts. So if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love you forever. You can leave them on iTunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well. I'll take all the reviews you've got to give. You can also uh, get in contact on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. We have a website, thedivorcesocial.com and we have a Patreon account, which means that you can support the podcast for as little as £2 a month and it helps me with all the admin costs. It also means you have access to our 90 style divorce and heartbreak chat room and there's lots of exclusives on there, little bits of audio that you don't get in the main podcast and some giveaways as well. So I'd love to see you over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines and please leave a review. Did I say that already? Please leave a review. Love you forever.